0: Walking Dead who's just ended, but we're just getting started. That's right. This is the post-show recap of Walking Dead. It's Walking Dead Live, and now uh, here are the two guys who missed you, even when you were here. Uh, it's Rob Sestito and Josh Wiggler. Hey, Josh, how are you doing? Welcome to the first ever official show on post-show recaps. How about that? How does that feel? That's pretty cool, huh? Pretty exciting. It's been a His- couple months- history in the making. History in the making. Much like Rick, we we haven't quite left the old website, but we have left it behind as far as scripted TV recaps go. And we are here very excited to be on post-show recaps. Still in beta. Still in beta. Still in beta. Still in beta. So we're working here. We are live. It's Sunday night, and we are going to be taking your questions here live on the show and talking about everything that happened in the mid-season premiere of The Walking Dead. So... Josh, before we get started and talk about everything from tonight, I just want to say, so new show, new channel, new everything. So we're going to have a new podcast feed, and we've got a new YouTube channel, uh, which is Post Show Recap. So if you're watching here, the video on YouTube, we would love it if you'd subscribe to the channel. We've got a lot coming. Uh, We've got The Walking Dead Live coming every Sunday night here for the next eight weeks, talking about everything that happened on Walking Dead. That should take us right into Game of Thrones Live. Uh, which is going to be coming on uh, in this time slot after Walking Dead ends. And this week, we are going to start the premiere of House of Cards Live, which is kind of an oxymoron and kind of crazy. But uh, that's are gonna...
1: Yeah, how, how are you uh, planning that? How does that work? Well, well the, All the podcasts come at once?
0: No, well, sort of. We are going to drop a House of Cards podcast on you every day for 12 days in a row when the new season uh, kicks off this weekend. Uh, myself and Zach Brooks. We will be podcasting one episode of House of Cards every day for 12 days. So then, they're there when you need them. That's what we're working on on post-show recaps.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's commitment. It's a lot lot of commitment. It's a lot of podcasts.
0: That's a lot of Kevin Spacey. It's a lot of Spacey. All right. So let's get into tonight's episode. And I think what I want to do is let's talk sort of broad strokes, whether we like the episode or not, thumbs up or thumbs down. And then let's just sort of go through it chronologically and talk about everything that happened tonight in a very... Carl and Michonne heavy episode. Sure. Um, oh, and, oh, hold on, one last thing, and let me just also say it's, it's interactive. We've got a new hashtag for post show recaps. We're going with PS recaps. So use that hashtag. Uh, we were going thinking about PSR, but there's other people that are Pit Stop Radio and stuff like that. So 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 to not confuse it, we want to have our own hashtag that nobody else is using. PS recaps. Use that hashtag. Scott St. Pierre is on the uh, is on the other side of the computer. He's going through everything. We've got the chat room going. And, of course, you could post your comments on the YouTube video itself. And if you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel or watch this after the fact, you can go to postshowrecaps.com slash YouTube. All right, Josh, broad strokes. Take it away.
1: All right. I would say um – you know I I really liked the idea of this episode a lot and I like what it suggests for for how the season could move going forward. I like that it was um it was really focused. Uh it was contained. It wasn't a ton of extraneous plots that you don't care about. I feel like everything that was on the screen mattered. Uh and it hasn't always been that way this season. Um there's there were a lot of episodes in the front half that I felt like the show was kind of I think you agreed that that the show was sort of dragging its feet a little bit and I felt like this um, was was very tightly focused on on two characters, and I really liked that. I thought that was refreshing. Uh, I'm I'm not the world's biggest Carl fan, so some of that was was a little yeah. hard to sit through. But I love Michonne, and I thought her stuff was was tremendously good. Uh, and even the stuff that wasn't working for me was was fun and exciting. So I don't know. I, I was I was pretty happy with it as as far as the show
0: goes. I think it was pretty good. Yeah, I think it was a good show too. And I was thinking about. You know, sort of like from a big picture standpoint, and this is a show that really doesn't have an end game and that we know of like it, it, this is a show that really could just go on forever as long as there are people who are still alive in right. the zombie apocalypse world and it's not a super plot driven show whereas like on a show like lost it was like oh they you know are trying to get off the island or they're trying right. to unravel the mystery or something like that but at the end of the day other than hey they're just trying to find some place where they're not going to get eaten by zombies there is no sort of overarching big plot that's happening so if you're not taking time to know these characters then i don't know what the hell you are doing on this show so it's i right. think this was a good sort of, even though I, I can understand a lot of people are probably not gonna be loving the Carl stuff. I felt like when the show slows down and you get to know these characters, I think that's probably, they're better off telling one or two stories than trying to tell 10 stories.
1: I absolutely agree. I think that's why I really loved um, the Governor episodes early in the season. I know not everybody did. Uh, a lot of people thought you know it was kind of a waste of time, especially if he's gonna be killed in, you know an episode later. Um, but I, I do love when Walking Dead stops down uh, and and really just puts its eye on one or two characters in in really sharp focus and I th- I thought this was great for that reason um, and I also like when uh when when the show uh, experiments a little bit you know like with the dream sequence this episode I thought was wacky and weird and you know this show should take some risks like that every na- now and then and it's not always going to work but I thought I thought it was cool and I I was excited about that um, but you're right overall. Uh it's not like lost. It's not about, you know, what is the island. It's not even about what is the zombie virus. It's never been about that. It's always been about the characters. Uh Kirkman, the the creator Robert Kirkman um envisioned it as the zombie movie that never ends. And you know, that right there tells you what the what the structure of the show is. Um so I agree. I think, you know, this this show needs to stop and focus on its characters and as far as coming back um, from however long, a two month break, I think that this was an important way to start.
0: And then real quick, do you think that w- this is gonna be the last we're gonna see Carl and Rick and and Michonne for a little while, do you think now that we'll go and now have a whole other adventure next week with Daryl and with Glenn and wh- whoever else?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I, I don't know if it'll be too long, but I don't expect we'll see them much, if at all, uh, next week, uh, and I think that's great. Um, I I don't like when when the show tries to have three storylines going on at once. I like it when it's kind of focused like this. So uh, I'm excited about that. I I don't mind missing Rick and Carl for a week.
0: Okay, well, so many different things to get to. Let's go through it sort of chronologically and sure. sort of pick up the action from the start. Where Michonne, we start off with Michonne sort of in the aftermath of the big attack on the jail, and she, you know, we sort sort of start to see how she's very upset about all of this. She yeah. ends up with, a, with some new pet zombies that she decides to do this. How come nobody else ever attempts to do this? Only Michonne seems to have this one trick.
1: Oh, I feel like the katana is kind of uh, an essential tool in this trick. You know, you've got the, the long reach. You've got the sharp instrument. Uh, you know, what's, what's Rick going to do? He's going to hatchet it off. He could barely hatch that one zombie in the, in the head. So uh, I think it's, it's about the tools they've got at their disposal. This is a Michonne trick. Plus, yeah. it's, just, it's a cool image to see Michonne with these things. I think it's great.
0: Sure. Everybody sort of just left Michonne for dead. I guess they felt like, all right, she can handle herself. No yeah. About her. Yeah. She just
1: sort of uh, snuck off into the distance. You know, she's a loner by nature. So I think that's just kind of, you know, in the, in the hecticness of everything, I think that's just how it shook out. Yeah.
0: Josh, were you sad when Michonne found Herschel's head? Uh, that was that was
1: tough. That was brutal. Um, you know, it's funny. I I didn't even think about that as a possibility going into the episode. You know, I, I had heard whispers that, you know, we might see like the governor's body uh, lying around. Um, I It had never occurred to me that there would be any like visible Herschel follow up. Obviously, it's going to have an impact on his daughters and everybody else uh, in terms of where the story is going, and where the characters are. But I didn't think we'd see him again. Certainly not like that. Uh, and it's such an obvious thing to do, and I'm so glad they did it. I thought it was a really great scene.
0: Yeah, very sad.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, maybe there could have been a short-lived uh, '90s sitcom on Fox about Herschel's head, but uh, they did, decided not to go in that direction.
1: Yeah, it could have been like uh, the end of Prometheus. Spoiler sure. alert, you know. Sure.
0: Anyway, all right. So then we go to Carl. And boy, uh, you know, Carl was not—he was uh, speed walking dead early on in the episode. Not even waiting for Rick to catch up.
1: Yeah, he's pretty angry, huh? He was, uh, you know, he was—he was not pleased. He—he he did not want to slow down or wait up for—for for Rick at all. Uh, you know, hard—hard hard to blame him. He's a young guy. He's—he's he's still figuring himself out. I—I uh, I remember what I was like at that age. I was no fun, um, <laughs> you know. So I—I—I I, I, I get where he's coming from. But yeah, he was pissed.
0: Yeah, and I'm saying to myself, boy, why, why is Carl so pissed off at Rick? I don't understand why he was so mad at him. Do you feel like he had justification to be as pissed off at Rick as he was?
1: I think that he, you know, he experiences this big "I told you so" moment, you know, where he he had been the one that was really chomping at the bit to stay fit and trained and eagle-eyed with the gun and everything, uh, and everybody else was focused on barbecues and farming and knife class. Uh, and he wanted to. I think that there's something a little bit off about him, frankly. You know, he really he kind of wants to be in action hero mode. You sort of see that with the video game scene. You know, he almost. You know, he has to really stop himself from not playing Xbox, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, So, yeah, I think that he's he's mad that that was the situation, that they were completely unprepared for the prison attack. Uh, And if he had had it his way, they would have all been very ready. Um, So I don't know if he's justified in it, but I I see where he's coming from.
0: Don't you think that Carol should just show up out of the woodwork and adopt Carl? Wouldn't that be really a match made in heaven, Carol
1: and Carl? That would be a good tandem.
0: Uh yeah. Two peas in a pod.
1: Yeah, I think that would be good.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And Rick, I felt like is looking a little zombie like after his beatdown from the governor.
1: Yeah, no, he's in rough shape. <laughs> that dude uh that dude got hit pretty hard, I guess. <laughs> he's not doing well. He took a
0: real beatdown, Rick.
1: Yeah, it was no good. It was <laughs> uh it was tough. Hard for Rick.
0: Yeah, so then You know they go into they have the sequence where they go into the bar and they see the first guy and they're trying to there's a lot of zombie clearing in this episode and you know Rick tells Carl not to waste the bullets and you knew at some point Carl is going to be one bullet short in the gun after Rick tells him not to waste a bullet there.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's you know it's not said enough on that show. I feel like more characters need to hear that. Stop shooting your guns. Uh, it's a It's a noise issue in the in the zombie apocalypse you don't want to attract more to you uh and I think that you sometimes see these characters being pretty liberal with their firearms uh so i I appreciated him him telling that and i and I certainly uh understood and expected Carl not to listen whatsoever
0: yeah, and so Rick has a real close call with the hatchet uh with the <laughs> with the zombie there yeah. also behind the bar. What was the significance of the note there that? can you finish what i what i couldn't finish what what was the was that the guy who was the zombie wrote that note
1: i think that uh my interpretation was that it was somebody who must have been connected to that walker uh wasn't able to um to to kill the walker off uh, and and went off and hoped that somebody would come along and put this guy out of his misery he just couldn't do it um and i think that obviously it sort of is an early setup for where the episode ends up going, where, where Carl isn't able to finish the job himself.
0: Did this walker just have a particularly thick skull? Because, I mean, we've seen other walkers who have just pressed up against, up against- a chain link <laughs> fence and have just, their head just collapses from that. But this guy, or is Rick just so weak that he's just, uh, his hatchet chop is so bad.
1: I don't know maybe that that guy was on a, a steady diet of hot sauce for however long, and it just uh, it did something for his skin. It was good stuff. no I think I think uh, Rick Rick is in bad shape. Rick is not the guy he used to be uh, and uh, he, he needs Carl more than uh, maybe even I realize uh, <laughs> he, he, he needs his kid
0: so Rick and Carl then they find a house and they basically hole up in the house and they find that this place is is okay. So what do you think of Carl's? Uh, zombie finding uh, technique, just to go through the house, uh, yelling, uh, "Hey, hey, hey, a a hole! Hey, uh, hey, uh, oh, look! It's the first first podcast on a new on a new channel. We'll say, say, hey, hey, shit face! There you go, hey, asshole! Yeah, oh man, there you go! We'll try to keep try to keep these family friendly, but The Walking so, Dead is not a family friendly. It's not show. a
1: family friendly show. And listen, yeah, if AMC can air it, I think uh, post show recaps can air air. Sure, sure." Sure. Uh, I don't know. I I thought it was. I I tweeted this. I, I want to see all of the memes tomorrow. I'm very excited about that. I feel like there's going to be some, some great uh, internet action out of that scene. Who um, would you
0: rather be, asshole or shitface?
1: I think uh, I would take I would take shitface uh, just because I feel like asshole gets a lot of play. Yeah. Uh, so I would like something that's like a little bit uh, more creative. I I would go with another term, but you know, of the two, I would pick shitface.
0: Yeah, I, and I would pick asshole. So oh, that really? would be good. So that that could be our honorary uh, The Walking Walk Dead with, live with uh, asshole, asshole and shitface. Shit yeah, I'll watch that show. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Sign me up. Yeah. So and now we start to see, you know, before Rick then goes to sleep for like three days, then uh, this is when C- Carl is starting to get a little bratty. And talking about how, you know, hey, he he felt like, well, first, let's talk about he goes up into that room and he's in the kid's room. I thought this was actually kind of a cool scene where he's like sort of like in a room where he probably should be. Right. He should be playing video games and playing Xbox and being sort of like a normal kid. Instead, he's like looking at wires so he can tie up the door and keep the zombies out.
1: Yeah, I thought that was great. Uh, I mean, I just know myself. I mean, this is why we drafted uh, capable survivors to defend us during uh, the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. I'm not a useful guy in this situation. I'm I'm weak. I'm nerdy. It's not going to work out very well. And if I was Carl, it would be very hard for me not to just plop down and put in Arkham Asylum or whatever it was at <laughs> But that. there's it's no disposable. power. I guess there's no power, but I could have pretended. Uh, I could have pretended for hours. Uh, so, no, I thought that was great. I thought that was a really good scene. Uh, and kind of a nice touch, uh, you know, a a helpful reminder of, of the, the parallel life that this kid could be living right now.
0: So they go ahead and they tie up, they tie up the door, but Rick wants to put a couch in front of the door just to be safe. And that really annoys Carl because he said, dad, I did like 16 knots that I did a special knot that Shane taught me. Right. Name dropper. Yeah. Remember Shane? Like, uh, what's, what's Carl going for there? Yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, maybe I, Shane and
1: Carl, you know, were were buddies. They bonded. He he appreciated where Shane was coming from, I think. Uh and I I would I would say that he probably in that moment wishes that he was with Shane and not Rick. I think that uh in this situation there's an argument to be made that Shane has what it takes where Rick doesn't. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I could see Carl thinking that.
0: Yeah, cuz it always still bums me out that Rick was in the coma for how long was Rick in the coma during the zombie months, apocalypse months. months.
1: Yeah. Months. A while. It
0: was, it was that long that was, how do he just how did he wake up?
1: It was uh weeks and weeks, probably two months, I think is is what they said. Two months? Yeah, a while.
0: And there was no power in the hospital and he didn't die? No. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, uh well anyway, we know that Rick has very regenerator regenerative sleep from this yeah, episode. But right. anyway. But I always felt like, uh, you know, Carl never has the uh, "you're not my dad" thing with Shane. Like, and he never even really tells Rick about, hey, like, hey, Dad, uh, you know what Mom was doing while you were in the coma? Right,
1: right. Well, he was a younger kid back then. I, I wonder how uh, how in tune with all of that he really. Maybe
0: was. he wishes Shane was his
1: dad. Yeah, maybe. Listen, he was I, happy. I kind of wish Shane was my dad. He's he's a cool guy, a <laughs> good looking guy,
0: good looking guy. Oh. I'd have I'd have better genetics. So. All right, so then after that sequence, then we ha- we, co- we go to commercial and we come back and let's talk about this really interesting scene with Michonne, which turns out to be not a flashback, but it's a dream. And so Michonne with basically these two guys, one of them is her lover. Whoa. Yeah, right? Hey, now. I loved that. Loved it. Okay. So sexy. So now, Josh, clear this up for me. Are these two guys the guys that end up becoming the two guys yeah. that she's leading around by the chain uh, yeah. when we ha- first see her in season 3
1: yeah i mean that's it's first of all it's the, i think it's it's the clear implication of the scene um i can't remember if they confirmed that uh on the show
0: um i think in, they i think it's took away from uh from t- uh talking dead uh from tonight's episode
1: yeah i think um it may have come up last season. Um, they may have already talked about it on the show. I can't remember offhand. I know in the comics that's the case. Uh, that you know the people that she was walking around with were people that she was close with. Um, so yeah, I think that that's that's exactly what it was.
0: But then let's go back to that scene where she killed those two guys like for no reason. Like it was just <laughs> like oh somebody's coming. Oh sh-. Like she just like killed like killed those two guys like it was nothing. And there was right. no like oh my god oh my god this is my boyfriend oh man I'm so. You know, she's yeah, you can't even really argue
1: that she knew what the governor was like at that point And, you know, what kind of experiments maybe he would have done with them. So he, she was trying to uh, spare them a, a worse fate or whatever.
0: But um, but not only that, I yeah. think that she would have had a little more sympathy for the governor when she found out about his daughter being chained up and not just uh, just not just offing the governor's daughter.
1: Yeah, or maybe at that point she uh, she had realized that it was something she should have done a while ago. I don't know. Maybe uh, yeah,
0: who knows? Who knows? But it just confusing. seems like you know to have that reveal now. You would think that there would be a little bit more of an emotional moment after she did that with those with those guys. And again, I don't remember. I didn't just watch that scene yesterday right. or anything like right. that. I don't remember. You would think that they would have taken some time. No, they go literally...
1: through they go through it a little quickly uh, back then, if I remember it right. But um. You know, can't change the past. It is what it is.
0: It is what it is, that's right. It is what it is, so and she is-
1: certainly got really emotional this time, so, you know, she's compensating.
0: So what did we learn about Michonne during this flashback, which sort of starts before the apocalypse, and then uh, then it's sort of a little bit after. So what did we learn about Michonne in this dream sequence?
1: Well, she had a a baby. She was yeah. a mom. And there, were, there had already been um, some good teases about that earlier in the season when she was holding Judith. Um, she was taking care of Judith while uh, Beth was off doing... Something probably with her dad, uh, and uh, so they they had already set that up. I thought that was great that they that they confirmed that. Um, it's kind of a a nice indication that you know maybe there's going to be some some fun character answers like that uh, in the next few episodes. So I like
0: that a lot. Was that a boy or a girl? Was Michonne's baby? Uh, I thought it was a boy. Okay, and so well, I guess we'll we'll find out more. Uh, as we get to the end, because it's sort of like some cryptic Michonne, like, talking to ghosts at the right. end of the episode. Right. But, so what do we assume happened to the baby here?
1: It's probably the same thing that it looks like happened to Judith. Didn't? doesn't look like uh, the baby made it out.
0: You would think it, that Michonne, of all people, would be able to keep that baby safe.
1: I think that... Uh... It it seemed to suggest that they had they had been at some camp, something had happened to their camp, and back in those days maybe Michonne wasn't quite the the hardened stone cold badass. Uh so yeah, I think that, you know, she's she's developing.
0: Got it, got yeah. it. Well that makes sense. Yeah. Do you think that Michonne just picked up the sword after the uh stuff started going down, or do you think that she was sort of like uh, you know, amateur swords person before all this happened?
1: Yeah, I think that she uh it it was uh, a a learning on the job type of situation. You know, she's okay. she's she's figuring it out as she goes.
0: And who was the other guy? So it was her her lover and the lover's bro? Probably
1: the lover's bro. Uh yeah. Well, I think now. it's, you know, this kind of a three amigos situation, but the three, the first yeah. amigo's gone. First amigo. Okay. Yeah. Who was the uh, first amigo? <laughs> I don't know. Um so then she wakes she wakes up and What did you think of the uh of the scene though? I mean I th- I it was such a strange scene for Walking Dead to do. They haven't really done much of anything like this. Uh did you did you like that they kind of if it didn't even land well with you, did you like that they took the risk?
0: I did like that they took the risk. I have to say I felt like the 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 dialogue between Michonne and the boyfriend I felt like was just like a little like on the nose. Yeah. uh heavy-handed like for yeah. like the it's like I just felt like I did not see those character Michonne as like I, I don't know that that did not feel true to me that you know I know they were trying to go for a shock of what Michonne was like in the pre-zombie world right. I don't know right. that that felt it felt a little off to me what do you think
1: I think they're trying to trying to explain why she's so smiley all the time now uh, <laughs> you know it's it's shades shades of the past. Uh, no, I I like that they went for it. I I thought it had a kind it was of a good. cool uh, overall thumbs up. I thought it, it had kind of a cool uh, Terminator 2 vibe. You know that scene where Sarah Connors at the fence and everything like that. Uh, and and she kind of has this dream flashback to Judgment Day. I I love when they do stuff like that. Uh, you know, it it had sort of a lost feel to it too. You know, there was there was all these bizarro dreams that happened on that show. Um, I don't know that I would want it in every single episode, uh, but I thought it was it it was a surprise. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it was was it was it was it was fun to try and figure out what was going on as the scene was playing out.
0: Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. So then we so Rick, speaking of sleeping, Rick is going to be out now for a bit. And so now there are some zombies coming at the door. And now I feel like, oh, no, this has turned into Home Alone now for Carl (laughs) playing Kevin McAllister here. This is my house. We have to protect it. He had to defend it. Yeah. Uh,
1: This scene is is straight out of the comics. Uh, You know, the the show likes to play around uh, with things from the comics. Sometimes they ignore stuff that happened in the comics. Sometimes they'll present it uh, very faithfully. Uh, Sometimes they'll riff on it. This was a really faithful uh, reproduction of, of a really fun scene in the comics. Um, and I, I, thought they did a, a pretty good job with it. Uh, you know, I, I, that I win line at the end of the whole sequence, uh, really rubbed me the wrong way, but, um, right,
0: yeah. Carl had to be a tough guy. I know. And you know, you, you know that anytime you see somebody taunting the zombies, you know, it's not going to go well. Right. And you know, this is, you know, one of the, one of the things that it is a bit of a pet peeve for me with the show. Yeah. It, You know, there's always every zombie is except for the one that's sneaking up on you. That guy is always—you never hear that guy coming. Yeah, that
1: guy's an introvert. uh, (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, not not very talky. (laughs) But that guy,
1: he would be a bad podcast
0: guest. He would be. He would be. So, you know, Carl is—you know—he's he's he's taunting them. He's walking backwards. He's being a show off. And then you knew something bad was going to happen. So ultimately. He ends up falling over and then ends up uh, with the zombies and you know he comes away from it you know he has to shoot them and he ends up he says uh yeah i i win i win and and cool and (laughs) it felt like that carl did not have the same takeaway from this that he that he should have i felt like the takeaway should have been oh man i am in over my head yeah as opposed to i'm awesome
1: yeah uh i agree completely um you know if if that had been me it would have just confirmed my suspicions that i'm an indoors kid and i should stay indoors uh and leave this to the to the big guns but no he he took the uh the wrong message from it and stayed very cavalier and that that led him into some more trouble later on the episode even though he puked he
0: did puke (laughs) yeah it was a boot and rally (laughs) <laughs> you know, I also felt like Had that been me And then I had three zombies on top of me I think I would have been bolting out of there Much quicker than, Car- than Carl Really took like Woo, whoa, yeah. that's a close one yeah. Boy Woo, <laughs> you know Yeah, it was a little sluggish A little, a little, slow. Sluggish, a little slow getting out of there I think you yeah. think that adrenaline might have been uh, telling you To, you know, fight or flight Would have really taken over at that point
1: yeah, it's a, it's a thin line between cocky and confident, and I think he was the uh the former in, in this case.
0: Yeah. So, now Michonne is sort of like traveling in the pack with the zombies. I don't really know where she's going. Did you feel like that this was a smart idea for Michonne to sort of just go with the flow, see where all the zombies are going?
1: Well, you know, she uh she she had survived on her own before. She probably figures that she can do it again. Uh obviously she breaks down and realizes uh, she needs people Or at least needs to try and find her people So I think she realized it was ultimately a bad idea But no, I think that clearly She's just in a rough place uh, Mentally, emotionally, physically She's not doing well uh, And not making the best decisions she can
0: So is that smart? Because the zombies then find where the people are So that's a good thing to do Just like follow them to go where They'll, they'll lead you
1: where people are That's not a bad play actually Yeah, that's pretty yeah, smart
0: That's a good way of looking at it, yeah are you buying that the if you cut the mouths and hands off the zombies that the other zombies won't bite you? Do you buy that? Uh, it's um,
1: it's one of those things that works. I get
0: it's it's in the mythology of the show. I get it, but I just it's I don't one really of those
1: th- I, it's it's one of those things that works really well on the page and looks really cool when Charlie Adler's drawing it. Um, it's it's harder to buy in live action. Uh, you know, I, I was fine with um, the few times that they've, you know, put zombie guts on themselves yeah. and walked around. Like, I think that makes sense. But, you know, Have she's I not even it. that she's not even that close to the pets. You know, the pets are kind of way out in front of her. She's sort of like hanging in the back. She doesn't smell all that bad. Uh, I, I don't think she smells all that bad. And uh, yeah, that that to me is a is a little bit hard to swallow.
0: Yeah, whatever. Minor thing. Minor I mean, thing. So, so it still now- looks cool. Michonne runs into a Michonne doppelganger. Right. And that really doesn't sit well with her. Now, do you think? Now, again, we we're you. Know, we had this big dream sequence. Was that real? Does was the Michonne doppelganger a real thing that she saw, or was that a figment of her imagination?
1: I think the first one was a figment, but uh, or or maybe not, because you. I don't remember exactly how it's choreographed later on when she when she turns on the zombies, but. Does she kill the one that looks like her? I think she does.
0: Yeah, she does.
1: Um so I don't know, ambiguous. It's yeah. uh, up to up to your interpretation, I guess.
0: Up to your interpretation. Okay. Yeah. So then back at the house, uh Rick is, you know, sleeping away back in another coma, and here comes Carl and he's bragging about how this all went down and you feel like if I'm Carl, I'm not bragging about how that all went down before. I'm a little embarrassed.
1: Yeah, I think Carl, as I said earlier, he's in that in that stage of life where uh, you're just kind of insufferable. Uh, And I I think that, you know, he's staying very true to that in this scene. Um, You know, he he thinks that he's king of the world. He's getting the wrong message out of what just happened. He's, you know, he thinks that he uh, he put in, you know, the Contra code. He's all he's all set. Um, So, yeah, no, I think it's just it's Carl being Carl. And right now, Carl's not a guy I would choose to hang out with
0: now is carl growing up a little too fast in your mind is he getting into the uh walt syndrome i'm not talking about walter white or walter jr the og walt do you feel like because i I feel like that boy carl carl really is uh feels like he's grown about six inches since uh, the end of the last season
1: carl and walt uh i see the i see the connection there um i think that the show is doing a better job uh than the comics does about uh the passage of time because in between seasons you know it's at least half a year every time um he's definitely older i I would be curious to know you know within the show how old exactly is he i would guess probably you know 14 or 15 so he looks about that age yeah um but i feel like you know maybe like two years have passed on the show at this point yeah he's getting but he's getting tall he's, he's getting tall and the voice is changing it's kind of crazy how much he looks like, um, Lori. It's oh. a little, it's a little scary. I feel like he really, they cast that pretty well just on, on looks. I feel like he really looks like, uh, Sarah Wayne Cowley's his kid, which, uh, it's, it's always a little creepy to see.
0: So he ends up having this big tantrum there when, when Rick is sleeping and he says a, cu- a couple of things he says, uh, you know, basically he blames, he blames Rick for everybody at the prison dying for Herschel right. dying for Lori dying for Judith dying. So he he basically blames puts everything at Rick's feet and says I don't need you anymore and I'd be fine if you died which was right. wow I, I was really taken away by that.
1: Yeah, that's the kind of thing that uh you know you, re- you regret that that kind of comment for the rest of your life. Uh I I uh no, it was bad. It was a bad scene, hard
0: scene. Yeah. But the good news is that Rick was asleep during that whole thing. He never <laughs> right. heard it. So that it's right. it's sort of like it didn't happen.
1: Right, exactly. You can kind of pretend that that didn't exist.
0: Yeah. But no, I, I did feel like that was, at, you know, while I'm saying like, oh, man, this kid's a real, a real ingrate. But I did yeah. think it was, I thought that it was well acted uh, throughout the episode. Like, I feel like there are some of these people where, you know, when you're watching like AJ Soprano or some of these other people, where right. it's like you're annoyed that the kid is a bad actor in addition to being annoying, whereas I feel like Carl is annoying as a character but well acted
1: yeah i think i I would mostly agree with that. I think that you know again he's he's obviously knee deep in puberty right now, that kid, and there's some there's some changes going on and some annoying stuff that goes along with that um but i I think that uh you know he's making some good choices, I think, uh, in, in his scenes, and he delivers dialogue in some fun ways. Um, so no, I have no problem with Chandler Riggs. I have problems with Carl Grimes, uh, and I think that those are those are separate things. You know, it's it's not the actor's fault.
0: Yeah. So as Rick's sleeping, Carl Carl then runs away to another house on the same block, which really yeah. kind of half-assed the uh, whole running away, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so then. He goes into the new house and he finds this vat of pudding, which (laughs) which I I really enjoyed this because I feel like that, you know, you you basically have like the Carl who thinks he's uh, the badass, but also this Carl who's the 14 year old who will eat a a giant vat of pudding like he should be doing.
1: Yeah. 112 ounces of pudding, he says. (laughs) That's a that's a lot of pudding.
0: Yeah. Have you ever seen canned pudding like that? Is that is that a thing? Uh, Not in that size. I'm a
1: I'm a snack pack man myself. Usually <laughs> Uh, those are those are smaller. Yeah. The, this was a, it was like a, a Walter White barrel of money of pudding.
0: Yeah. Or methylene. Yeah. You could imagine like Carl, like pushing a barrel of pudding through the desert. Oh, over. yeah.
1: I would love that. That'd be great.
0: And then the, and then the, uh, the Nazis are going to come and say, I think we're gonna have to take the pudding.
1: Uncle Jack, he's a big pudding fan. I've heard about this. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. sure. Yeah, uh, but anyway, so the pudding I thought was was really great. Uh, yeah, I think
1: that was one of the funniest things the show's ever done. I would uh, that would go on my funny 115
0: uh, <laughs> of Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, it's very uh, I, mine too. So, so Carl, he's doing a clearing of the house, and so before we get to the zombie in the the in the bedroom. He opens one of the bedroom doors, and he sees something on the floor, and the camera sort of pans in on it. But I couldn't make out what that was. Well,
1: I I completely missed this. I didn't even see this.
0: Yeah, they sort of, like, keyed in on that, like, the room he goes in before. There's, like, something I, – I was like, is that a dead bird? I couldn't make out what that was. Maybe somebody in the chat room can give yeah, us a better Yeah, I'll have to go back and, and look. It's a little bit of, like, the – like dissected rat from uh the previous episode of walking dead they're so like what is that what is it all okay. these dead animals
1: very symbolic
0: i don't know so then we so we have like the old the oldest trick in the walking dead book of opening the door and there just happens to be a a uh sbd yeah. silent but deadly <laughs> right behind the door You know what, uh,
1: though? I
0: jumped. Uh,
1: I got to admit that I, I, you know, for whatever reason, at this point, I should see that coming, and I I did not see it coming. So, you know, kudos to the show. You got me.
0: Yeah. So I felt like there was Carl really makes some questionable decisions during this fight with the zombie, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, the whole whole way this plays out is kind of uh, kind of amazing. You know, you you referenced Kevin McAllister earlier, and I think he would have been very disappointed uh, with his tactics here
0: yeah so okay the guy get the zombie gets the jump on carl uh we get that and sort of he shoots him but he just like gra- grazes him with the bullet is that what happened
1: yeah it look i it looked like it connected it just didn't connect uh Enough. as as yeah it wasn't on point point.
0: and so he gets him on the floor and that's fine but you know i felt like carl it, it seemed like two different times he gets it caught up in the i gotta close the door right zombie and these books are on the floor and they're really they're stopping him from pulling the door shut and i kind of felt like the move was as the zombie is going to uh is gathering himself i feel like you, you find an object here and now you wait for your shot instead of uh you know fiddling with the door fussing with the window i felt like he wasted a lot of time here in this fight
1: yeah, I agree. You know, you get up, you collect yourself, you take a breath, you find, uh, you know, some, some sort of object and you go to town. Uh, he did not, he did not do that. Yeah. Especially in,
0: you know, when he's pl- trying to get the window open or you just to... run, you yeah. just run out of the house, get out of the house. You yeah. know, that's, that's the horror movie trope. So then when he finally gets that door shut, he's like, woo! And he's like, uh, like, has his back up against the door. Like, I felt like he's really like, uh, like hanging around. They're like, I'd be out of that house. You know, he's
1: uh, that kid is a lot more chilled out than I am. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll tell you that. I would uh, listen. I would have produced 112 ounces of chocolate pudding in that moment. And I don't think you would have <laughs> yeah. wanted to eat it.
0: There you go. Yeah. Uh, well done. So then he so then he tags the door, and what is it? The zombie got my shoe, but he didn't get me. Yeah. Uh, again, is, is a little bit of a sounds like a little bit of a humble brag. Yeah. Hashtag humble brag for sure. Yeah. <laughs> a little humble brag there yeah you know i'd buy that shirt though it's a
1: good slogan
0: yeah so then i was a little confused by this it was the shot was so dark and i was watching this on my sling box from uh i it was on downstairs but i wanted to be up here to set stuff up so i'm watching sure. this in my sling box and it was a little dark and i couldn't really uh oh, actually one more thing before we get to that so then this was very puzzling to me so then carl goes back and gets the pudding and then goes up on the roof to sort of be like 10 feet away from the zombie who's like sticking his hand out the window trying to get him what happens if the zombie gets gets out there carl's gonna jump off the roof now i think carl has proven
1: himself not to be uh the greatest decision maker in the apocalypse that was uh, questionable that quest- was questionable call highly uh
0: questionable call there carl yeah, it, was, it was the bad move
1: you know he just really wanted that pudding he wanted a you know a nice breeze on his face you know you get a little hot if you're eating that much pudding i think uh yeah. you get the sweat. Like,
0: yeah could have eat, eaten the pudding in the house or somewhere else i felt like the in the roof on the roof right you know it, you're telling me that zombie couldn't just, you know, uh, break through that plate glass window if he wanted to.
1: Yeah, and beyond that, I mean, what a jerk! Not bringing that home at all for his for his dying dad. That's no. such a uncool move. What's worse,
0: I wish you were dead, or you can't have any pudding. I would be really mad about the pudding. You'd be because you know what? As somebody speaking as a survivor person, yeah. that's sort of like when you went on a reward and bad pudding bring etiquette home. And he didn't. He chose not to. He did not no. bring the reward home. Yeah, he could have at least, you
1: know, put some in his pockets and, you know, snuck it away from production and uh, none of that. Yeah. yeah All right.
0: So then we have this big sequence, which is probably like the biggest uh, fight scene of the show where we have Michonne just goes nuts again. Yeah. Actually, in the, in the beginning of the episode, too, she kind of did the same thing where she just is going to kill yeah, her. Yeah, but
1: she goes ballistic here. She hits her limit break uh, big yeah, time.
0: Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Now, again, did this really happen, or is this sort of a daydream?
1: I don't think that there's much to indicate that it didn't happen. You know, she she's hanging out with all these zombies earlier in the episode, and then later in the episode now, she's not hanging out with all these zombies. I think she probably killed them all. Um yeah, I think I think that you can you can safely add this to the to the very real body count that she has yeah. under her belt.
0: Michonne going like Anakin Skywalker on all of these zombies.
1: Tusken Raider, yeah, no,
0: <laughs> Attack yeah. of the Clones, yeah, yeah, there you go. So she goes crazy, she flips out, even kills the two zombies that were helping her. Really, a uh, very ungrateful from Michonne.
1: Right. Well, I think that she's proven that if she wants to uh, find more pets, it's not going to be too hard.
0: But yet it seemed like this was a bit cathartic for Michonne after, after this whole thing happens, and she even kills the Michonne uh, doppelganger. Right. And she's sort of feeling better.
1: Yeah, it's a breakthrough. It really is. You know, she really, uh, you know, therapy is not really happening in the, in the apocalypse, I don't think. So this is as close as it gets. I think this was good.
0: Yeah, my therapist is always telling me the same thing. Just go let off some steam, find yeah. like 12 zombies and just yeah. and go to town.
1: No. Just get like, a baseball bat if you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, we might go to the same person. So anyway, so here's the scene that I was talking about before, where it was like a super dark scene. I couldn't really tell what was going on. So Carl is in the house, and yeah. then he just – he assumes that a zombie has, has reached him. It's, and- he,
1: he thinks that his dad has turned. He thinks his dad has died and has come back as a zombie.
0: Oh, did he go back to the house?
1: Yeah, he's back. He's back with Rick now. So he's, okay. back, with, so he's back with Rick. He's backing away. You know, he, for all of that smack talk he had laid down earlier in the episode, when the time comes, he can't bring himself to kill his own dad, which I thought was interesting considering he had very little reluctance uh, killing his mom uh, a season ago. Uh, so so that, was, that was the moment there
0: okay so i thought that carl was still in the other house no and that rick had managed to crawl to and like i didn't even know what house, what house he was in right
1: <laughs> that would be
0: impressive yeah Listen, okay. i would give
1: i would give rick mad props for that
0: thank you for clearing that up for me you got and it so that's what know, i'm here for rick was okay he was not a walker no no
1: he's all, he's all right
0: for now <laughs> Then meanwhile, Michonne is getting closer. She's then somehow is able to end up at the same bar. How was Michonne able to sort of like get on the track? Like on Lost, they would do this a lot. Like, oh, I fo- I, I've been tracking you. I've been yeah. following you uh, through the jungle. I could tell yeah, yeah. What, what leaves are being broken. But how was Michonne able to follow Rick and Carl's exact footsteps?
1: Yeah, she must have gone to the uh, the John Locke school of tracking. Uh, you know, she's, she's good at it. Uh, I don't know. She followed the footsteps, probably didn't know exactly who they were and just figured this is probably somebody I know or hopefully somebody I know. It's certainly a person. Uh, So I'll I'll go that way. Why not? So then Michonne. It's good fortune. You know, these guys need a little bit of good luck every now and then.
0: Yeah. So she sees what happened with the zombie there and she sees the note too. So then she comes out and she has a very interesting sort of talk aloud conversation to herself. Right. And I want, I wrote down what she said. I want to know if you can give me any insight into this. All right. She sure. Says, so I, she says, I miss you even when I was with you. Um, and then she also says, uh, I know why I know why, uh, it happened. Huh? So what, what, what the heck is Michelle talking about? Uh,
1: something must've happened to, uh, to drive a wedge between these two before, uh, the inevitable death of, of, of her, her sweet, sweet lover. Um, yeah. I don't know, maybe we'll find out, you know, I, I think that it's entirely possible that this story is not closed. Uh, I think that there's more to tell here.
0: I missed you. Even when I was with you, what happened love on the rocks. That's a, that's a, a Hallmark card. I believe. <laughs> yes. I missed you. I missed you. Even when I was with you, I'm going to try yeah. that with, uh, try that with Nicole and tell her, tell her that. Yeah, I think that'll work. Okay. So what Good is line. she, but what does she think she knows why what happened? She knows why the baby died? She knows yeah, why died? Yeah, that would uh,
1: be, that would be my guess is uh, some, something along those lines. I don't think that it was anything much more profound than that.
0: But is it like, it was a mystery why the baby died? Or she's she sort of like, oh, why did this happen to me? And now she's like, I know, now I know why this happened to me.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's something along those lines.
0: Okay. So <laughs> then... We have uh, Carl and Rick, and they're sort of having, you know, happy father-son time. They're Everybody's getting along, and then uh, Michonne comes to the door. She actually is able to figure out which house they're in, even. I don't know if they have a sign up, hey, Michonne, we're in here. Right. Uh, so she figures that out, and so she comes and... Uh, you know, maybe they have a special knock. right now, does Rick know it's Michonne or is is uh Yeah,
1: I mean they don't they don't show it, but he he looks through the people and you know, okay. that's why that's why he breaks down laughing and everything. I I loved how this episode ended. I thought that was good TV. Uh, you know, very very funny, uh very touching. Uh, you know, a nice kind of bright spot to end what was otherwise a a kind of bleak episode. It's for you. That's It's for saying. you. I thought that was good. That's funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know, I felt, I felt like it was a very un-Walking Dead ending. I feel like they always totally. end with a cliffhanger, and this was sort of like a soft way to uh, kick off this mid-season. But.
1: That's why I say that I really like this episode, uh, at least in terms of, you know, kind of the idea of the episode and some of the things that they were trying to do. Is I think that this, it, in a lot of ways, does feel different from The Walking Dead that we, you know, normally watch. It, it felt a lot more self-contained. It felt yeah. like its own story. It felt like the story wrapped up within the episode. Um, and I don't know, to me that was, that was really satisfying. Um, I feel like after the first half of the season that we went through, that was so, um, you know, so very much driving towards the prison collapsing that right now the, the fate is really uncertain for a lot of these characters. Uh, and it's important to kind of give them uh closure where we can. Um, so I, I really liked that. I thought, I thought that was good. And, and different for the show and and i was happy about it
0: yeah i like the episode i thought like the ending was a little soft but uh i will I different strokes different yeah.
1: strokes for different folks all
0: right so let's get into some questions here of course so we have been following your tweets your comments all through the episode hashtag ps recaps of course uh we have the chat room going as well and you can post your comments on the youtube video so let me go ahead and uh, bring in your comments now we'll ask answer your questions here on the inaugural episode of walking dead live here oh, we so go excited here we go let's start with number one this is from mo silky mo aka mona who wants to know now why is michonne still hanging around the prison okay so i guess this is from the beginning of the episode yeah how come she didn't book uh how come she was the only one like oh man they had like black smoke uh coming out of the prison which i thought meant there might have been a new leader elected
1: Right, or uh, you know, the the others were 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 back. Oh in time. yes, yeah. yes. Um, no, I I think they uh, not to promote the other show about Walking Dead that's on at this hour. But uh, on Talking Dead, I was watching a little bit about that, uh, and uh, they mentioned that she had gone back uh, to find Herschel's remains. You know, I had actually forgotten that that Michonne had a front row seat to that show. Uh, she was yes. right there next to him when that happened. Um, so I, I, I think that that's at least uh, the director's answer to that question.
0: Okay. Yeah. This is from Martin V. Question to Rob and Josh. If you found it first, would you share a tub of pudding uh, to the other person or will you just eat it alone on the roof like Carl? Um, I don't think you could eat a tub of pudding by yourself.
1: Yeah, I think that would be hard. Listen, I'm a, you know I'm a sizable dude. I, c- I can eat a lot. I can put some food away. I don't think that I could do 112 ounces of pudding on my own.
0: No, we would need so. we
1: would need to join forces here
0: yeah now that's that's even more than 240 dollars worth of pudding. yeah it's a lot a lot of pudding. it's a lot of pudding. okay let's go to the uh the next uh next question let me see if i can uh get it up here josh are you able to see the question uh no i'm okay. not okay all right um, Party so, <laughs> that's that's fine so uh let me try one one more time you know, sometimes it could be a little a little fickle. We're uh, live on the Google Hangout. All right, so or Scott, if you wanna just post them in the chat room too, we could do it that way as well. We'll uh, adapt on the fly like Carl and make sure uh, our, our plans will all work out. Okay. Yeah, if so, we fall
1: down, we can get back up again.
0: Yeah, now did it, did it bother you at all? Now we only have seven episodes left in this season though. That's my right. only complaint with when we take it so slow, we don't get to see everybody. There's only seven episodes left, and then we're back in the hiatus. Yeah, it's true. Um,
1: but I just feel like when this show tries to take on too much, it just never—it never works. You know, when they're trying to have three different stories, sometimes four different stories going on at the exact same time, it just—it never—it never lands right for me. Um, so I'm—I am, you know, honestly, seven episodes isn't isn't nothing. You know, it's it's a decent amount of uh, of show that's still left ahead of us. Um, so I, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about it. I think that it's going to be all right. Uh, you know, we'll get, we'll get our, our Daryl Dixon crossbow fixed soon enough.
0: Yeah. Just as a reminder, here's who else is still out there that we didn't get to see. So we saw Rick Carl Michonne this week. We still have five other, uh, potential groupings of Daryl and Beth. We didn't see this week. Uh, Maggie, Sasha and Bob. And I don't know if we're going to get them next week or not. Uh, Tyrese, Lizzie and the kids uh glenn and the sick old people in the previews we it looks like we saw glenn at least and we saw daryl and beth you think we're seeing a, a, the other two groups as well
1: yeah i think that they showed they showed maggie they showed sasha i didn't i couldn't tell if it was um you know more of a, a long view preview you know kind of teasing up the the rest of the season which they sometimes do or if this was everything that we're gonna see uh in the coming episode um, that's a lot of characters who are, you know, very, very separated right now. So this is the kind of thing that I, that I tend to fear is that the show is going to try and do too much. So uh, I hope that some of those storylines combine pretty early on in this next episode, or I hope that some of those guys are going to sit out.
0: Okay, so Scott. It looks like Scott rebooted here. Let's see if we can get the questions back. Here All we right. go. Yes. So this is from Mona. Wants to. Know, How are they still finding supplies within walking distance? Hashtag. The walking dead yeah that's that's a fair question
1: it's a great question i mean that pudding is uh untouched untouched royalty in the apocalypse that was a find uh that would have been the first thing i took before a weapon probably i mean it frankly could be used as a weapon
0: and really not even just walking distance but the distance that rick can walk in his in his state right now right right (laughs) they really like i mean could they have been a mile from the prison i mean
1: two they had to be pretty close yeah i think you know that guy was not uh running any marathons you know he need he needed a, a pit stop pretty quick
0: not only that you would think in between all of the other looters and then you know the nine months or whatever that they were like foraging through other people's houses you can't believe they didn't hit this block
1: yeah, totally. And even the bar. The bar was still loaded with hot sauce. I'm I'm still, you know, I'm I'm still kind of mourning that. That's a missed opportunity. Hot yeah. sauce is key. Spice of life.
0: <laughs> That's key. All yeah. right. Uh from Brian Scally, He wants to know, uh, do you think that Michonne shows up with Carl's lost shoe? Uh do you think that is that possible?
1: I think maybe she'll go get it.
0: Oh, well that would yeah. be good. The,
1: the kid needs a shoe. I think that, you know, maybe she'll go there and she'll finish the job.
0: I was also saying that I was surprised that, you know, Carl didn't, like, look for any different clothes. In uh, You would think that that would be a huge yeah to sort of yeah. show up at somebody's house. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I could put some new clothes on. Not yeah, have to you, wear the same uh, shirt every day.
1: You got the sense that maybe whoever lived there before, probably, if not same style choices, probably, you know, had a age-appropriate, uh attire yeah i think he should have you know maybe if not take a shower i don't know if that was a
0: possibility but you should change i don't think the water is on but yeah, i think you no could at, You could at least you know maybe uh clean up, clean up a little bit clean up a little bit yeah all right uh this is from rachel uh rachel kelvey who do you think the next episode is about well we saw in the preview we saw uh some maggie and glenn i'm sorry we saw some glenn and we saw some daryl and beth it looks like glenn is on top of the the bus is like surrounded by zombies and glenn is on top of the bus so. yeah i think uh the the
1: impression i got there is uh the bus of old people will not bear fruit the way that i <laughs> the way that i really wanted them to or maybe we'll get a really good scene with them uh before all all that goes to hell um, is
0: glenn authorized to drive a bus
1: um hey listen if sandra bullock could do it i think glenn will, <laughs> glenn will pull it off he'll be all, all right. right uh but no i think uh Again, I, I don't know if we'll get to see all of those characters. The one I would say is we will, we'll get Daryl next episode. They're not going to go two episodes without giving us Daryl Dixon.
0: We need some Daryl. Um, yeah. Do you think that the Daryl Beth showmance heats up next week?
1: Yeah. If it, if it, if it ever heats up, it's going to start next week for sure. I think so. I yeah. Think so. I'm excited right. about that. That's good.
0: Jordan Basham wants to know, uh, Carl's maturing so fast. Ha ha. Did anyone else see an inkling of a Carl beard happening? Oh, well, this is this would be oh, a really? huge development on Walking Dead. Do, are, we, are we seeing a, these sightings of a Carl beard?
1: Um, listen, as as somebody who can only grow the neared, I would be very upset to see Carl get a beard before I do. Uh, I would be very upset about that.
0: But that would be huge.
1: Oh, man, I would. It would it would make me like Carl Grimes even less,
0: which you would know, the be five tough o'clock to do. Shadow runs in Carl's family.
1: It's true. Yeah, his dad rocks
0: that quite well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the permanent 5 o'clock shadow. Yeah. Ramona wants to know, uh, Carl has to get rid of this cowboy hat. What do you think? Yeah, yeah.
1: why? The best was that, uh, so when the, when the walkers come when his dad has just passed out um, and he, he goes out to lure them away, before he goes outside of the house, the hat is not on. Then he comes outside of the house to lure the walkers away, and the hat is on so he took time to pick up the hat and put it on uh, questionable choice for so many reasons uh, the the most important one being that hat just looks goofy uh, you know this kid's growing up you can you can outgrow the cowboy hat kid
0: <laughs> he's into the hat it's the a
1: hat. it's a bad look
0: all right a couple more questions uh from jordan he wants to know uh, which group members are gonna run into carol uh we all know this is gonna happen i'm rooting for tyrese he has the kids and Carol killed his GF. What do you think is the likelihood of a Tyrese Carol meetup?
1: Yeah, I think that's very likely. I think, um, I think the, the, the other obvious one would be Daryl cause they have such history, those two characters. But I think there's a lot of potential, um, with, with Carol meeting up with Tyrese and them being kind of on their own for a little while, uh, with her, obviously knowing what she did and Tyrese not having a clue. Uh, and if the two of them kind of grow to depend on each other a little bit, there's some fun drama potential there. Uh, and there's, again, some comic book reasons to believe that uh, Carol and, and Tyrese have unfinished
0: business. All right, let's do one last question. This is from uh, Chris Berger, who wants to know, the scene where she killed all those zombies was a dream? No, I, we don't think so. That I don't think so. Yeah. That, no, I don't think so. Yeah, that does not look like it. Maybe one, uh, one more. one more question. That was a quick one. Well, I have a question. Yes, Um, fire away. So I think the popular
1: theory had been, you know, everybody saw where everybody ended up. Uh, Rick and Carl were together. Uh, Tyrese had the kids. You know, Daryl and Beth were together, yada, yada, yada. Everybody except Michonne. Nobody really knew where Michonne was. Um, And so there was a lot of theories that maybe she was the one who went in and saved and found baby Judith. It's now clearer that that is not the case and baby Judith is still out there uh, or dead. So I, I guess my question is, what do you think? Does this? Yeah, I know What's that you don't think that she's dead. No, um, I, I tend to think that she's dead. Do you still believe that she's not dead?
0: I have seen no evidence to support that the baby is dead. You think uh, that's
1: that's still out there then? The question's yeah. still out
0: there. I think it's still out there. I think it's still an unanswered question. I'm still 70/30 I think that we will see somebody has baby Judith.
1: I would go uh I would go 60/40 that she's gone.
0: Okay, that's going to be an interesting subplot to watch.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: We'll see. That would be a nice like, oh, the baby was still alive. Oh, right. My yeah. God.
1: Yeah, because, uh, okay. I mean, the writers have been really cagey about it in all the interviews that followed the finale. Um, and, you know, now that the show's coming back, they're starting to talk about it more. Uh, and somebody I think it was it was Dalton Ross asked uh, the showrunner, you know, that question. And the showrunner said, well, the, the thing is, is that, uh, you know, even if she is dead, there's certain things that we're not going to show you on TV just because it's stuff you can't see. Um, so if she is dead, I mean, this is something that might be a lingering question for a while if she doesn't show up soon.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, there was one other, one other thing I wanted to ask, uh, about, uh, walking dead before we got to the end and, uh, I can't remember what it is. So oh. I guess then this will be the end. This, All right. The, uh, the cliffhanger cliffhanger for you, Josh. So now
1: we, now we've got a cliffhanger. There
0: you go. <laughs> you fixed the problem. <laughs> I fixed the problem. Oh, uh, no, you know, what I wanted to ask you, um, did you see when the Walking Dead cast was on Conan this week? Uh, yeah, I didn't see
1: the whole thing, but I saw the, the cold open, which I thought was pretty great.
0: Yeah. And Carol was with them, right? On Conan? Yeah, I think she was. Yeah. So I think that's a, I think that's a big tell. That we're gonna see some Carol soon.
1: Yeah, and her her name's still in the in the credits. You know, she's yeah. still a series regular. Uh, then again, so are Herschel and the Governor. So maybe that's not reliable. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: All right, one last question. Uh, this is from uh, Jordan. Uh, oh wait, this is uh yeah the same one. Sorry about that. Okay. All right. Well, no so, still, work, still, still working out uh, the bugs here. First night post show recaps, but this, I, I think this has been an unmitigated success, Josh.
1: Are the are the bugs like the, the the virus on Walking Dead? Is
0: that what we're we're no, working on? No, God forbid. God, God forbid. forbid. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Josh and I. or oh, I'm sorry. I will be back next week on uh, post show recaps. Josh is going to be on assignment uh, next Sunday night, correct?
1: Yeah, I'll be away uh, to a, a mysterious foreign land that uh yeah. you you guys have no interest in
0: hearing about. I'm sure. Yes. Um, but we are scheduled to have a really great fill-in for Josh. Uh, we are going to be speaking with the host of a, uh, of a very thorough, a very amazing award-winning Walking Dead podcast, Jason Cabassi, who's become a good friend over the last couple of years from uh, going to all of the, uh, the podcasting expos and, and whatnot. I just saw him up in San Francisco at the Stitcher Awards. Uh, that he is the host of the Walking Dead cast with Jason and Karen. They won the 2013 Best Entertainment Podcast, and uh, we're scheduled to have Jason join us uh, to talk about Walking Dead. And uh, he is a uh, expert. He's been podcasting about the show since the get-go, and we're very lucky to uh, speak with him about Walking Dead next Sunday night.
1: That's great. I look forward to listening to it.
0: Yeah, and if you want to get more Walking Dead, uh, this guy that he, that he is to Walking Dead as I am to Survivor. Uh, check out the Walking Dead cast uh, with Jason and Karen as well. So, uh, Josh, thank you very much. This was a lot of fun tonight.
1: Rob, I'm honored to be on uh, the, the launch of Post Show Recaps. I it's, think this is the, the beginning of a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. Hey, it's, it's the launch. You can check on the page for uh, so far. The Walking Dead live podcast for Post Show Recaps has been approved uh, by iTunes. We're still waiting. Uh, probably tomorrow morning, we will get the main Post Show Recaps feed approved in iTunes. Uh, the website is coming along. A little bit of a work in progress. Still working with my developer. I say we're about 75% of the way there. And the YouTube channel is up and running. So please subscribe to the YouTube channel Post Show Recaps. And we love getting your comments. And if you're excited for these Walking Dead recaps, please be generous with your plus one, or I'm sorry, with your likes and plus ones and favorites and all that good stuff. Yeah, and you're, and we're on Twitter too. I think, right? Yes, we got. I haven't started. I've just been tweeting as myself, but at post show recaps, we got Twitter, we got Facebook, we got everything. So thanks, uh, thanks so much, and thanks to uh, Tyler for moderating the chat tonight. No, uh, no zombies showing up in the chat uh, that co- Tyler couldn't take care of.
1: Oh, thank God! Nice work, yeah. Tyler.
0: All right, thanks so much, Josh. Uh, follow Josh on Twitter. He's at Round Howard. There you go. Yes.
1: Yes, Ron Howard, but rounder.
0: Yeah, and I'm at Rob Sestrino. If you're joining us for the first time, thank you so much. we got a lot more fun to come. We're going to start talking House of Cards uh, this week, and we got plenty more fun stuff to come on Post Show Recaps. Have a great night, everybody, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. All right, take care.